Okay. Good. All right. So I'll go ahead and start. So today with Help Along Your Way podcast, we have Ollie Badwan. So welcome, Ollie. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, thanks for uh, making the time. So touring life, how do you manage paying your bills, keeping and maintaining vehicles when you're traveling a lot? Okay, well, paying bills, well, you need to be in a band that's doing, you know, enough stuff to uh, to actually be able to pay the bills with, with the money that's coming in. Uh, this helps, so it's, it's impossible only with a local band. Uh, and then a second question was to pay the the vehicle you mean like when you're touring the bus and stuff like that uh well if you have your own vehicle how do you pay for that i mean because i know there's online banking and all that fun stuff but it's got to be a, a bit of work doesn't it what do you mean um so if you have your own vehicle and you've got to pay for it so how do you manage all that when you're traveling on a tour bus uh you mean my own car like for doing my own stuff by my own yes oh yeah well well the touring, I mean, when you're in a band and you have enough money, like, coming in, uh, you can't afford a car. <laughs> <laughs> Me, luckily, my car has been paid for a while. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's not easy, man. Like, it's, it's either you want to be a millionaire or you want to do rock and roll, man. So, if you can, you know, survive, be okay with the band's money, and, you know, it's it's fine like that. It depends what you want to, to have. Me, I'm lucky enough to have a house and a, and a car. So... <laughs> Keeping my fingers crossed, my car is not going to die on me. Um, but yeah, I- I'm all right, you know. That's good. So when you're on the tour bus or you're traveling on a plane in, in between stops or tour dates, how do you maintain a good mental health and a mental attitude? <laughs> uh, it's a good question, man, because, you know, if you're playing like the Japan or something like this and um, you, you have like 13-hour uh, time zone change and then... You just arrive there and you feel like it's noon, but it's actually midnight. Uh, it's not easy. So, yeah, man. Like when you play closer to home, it's usually easier. And also when you're touring and it's like in a tour bus, it's usually easier as well because uh, you have your bunk beds, you can rest anytime. But for example, when you're touring places like uh, South America, uh, then it becomes uh, harder because you're uh, taking flights every day. You have to, you know, finish the show at like one, uh, then go to the hotel at like three and then wake up at 6, 7 to take the plane to the next city. So then it's, it's, it feels like, uh, well, you can do a two weeks of tour like this and it feels like a month, you know, it's, uh, it's really hard on the body as well. So personally, what I do is try to eat as, as clean as I can and, uh, you know, sleep instead of party as, if possible. And uh, yeah, my guys are, are, are still, are not bad at attitude. They're not crazy party animals. You know, they're they're getting a bit older, so they're taking it a bit easier than they used to. They used to be crazy, man, in the, back in the days. Yeah. So for some people or some fans, you might appear as a god to them, super talented musician, <laughs> and just you know, really, really cool guy. So how do you relate to the metalhead fan online and on tour? How how do you communicate with them? Well, man, what we try to do is always to stay close to the fans, you know, because this industry is it's not an easy one. Uh, so, yeah, after shows, we go you know, go take a beer with the guys and, and hang out, you know, because uh, in the end, you know, that these guys are cutting for, for the bills, you know, that, and we can, we can keep on doing more albums because of these guys, you know, and that's, that's also why we try to push things, you know, even more every, every album. So the next one that's coming up, it's going to be uh, insane, you know, we, we try to 
to go higher than all the expectations every single time, you know. Because there's so many bands out there and stuff like this. So you really need to, to leave your mark, you know. With, and I'm, I'm happy and I'm really glad to have joined a band who has had their own sound for, and they've been touring for like two decades like that. So it's really a, it's really a cool thing. Yep. So when you're traveling with your band, uh, or any band you're in at the time, uh, do you ever get into any arguments with them, or the tour manager, or, or the sound guy, or any other bands, or are you all pretty much chill and relax and just all get along? Uh, you know, man, there's always uh, there's always little issues. You know, you're stuck in a tour bus with all these guys. You know, every single day for like twenty, thirty, sometimes forty days. So it's like obviously there's gonna be shit happening sometimes. But <laughs> people who have, have a bit of experience, you know, they they know that they're stuck with these guys, and they also know that they have to, to just calm the fuck down and just you know try to take it easy. You know, <laughs> like on the last tour, I, I saw some episodes. You know, of you know a problem between two guys and man. I mean, it was fucked up because you wake up the day after, and in the morning, the same two guys are in the bus, you know, and they have to deal with each other, you know, so they, they go through it, man, and, and at, in the end, it's usually, everything's fine, you know, and you learn to, you also learn to, to deal with different type of people, you know, so some tour managers, they can be crazy, and then you, you just want to, to stab them, you know, <laughs> with a knife or something. And then after two, three days, you're like, uh, two, three weeks, I mean, you're like, uh, he's not that bad, you know, he's just, he has his own personality and, you know, he, he's trying to do his job, you know, so it's fine. So, yeah, man, it's, it's with experience, I think, and trying to really take deep breaths, <laughs> some yoga, some shit like that, you know. Yeah. I think that comes your nerves, you know, not get, you know, crazy with, with, stupid everyday stuff, you know, because obviously when you're, there's too much people in a place like a tour bus, obviously you're feeling that you have no space at all sometimes, you know, no privacy, no no moment, you can just have peace, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Well, that's good to hear, uh, or good to understand, I'll say it that way. Uh, so do you, do you ever get claustrophobic on the tour bus? Because you said sometimes if you don't have like any room at all, so do you ever feel like you just want to scream out loud? Ah, big time, bro. <laughs> Probably every tournament. At some point, you're just like me. What I do is I try to go to bed quite early because the best time of the day, man, is when you wake up and there's nobody. They're still sleeping in their bunks. So that's what I do. I just go to bed early and wake up and I have the best time of the day in the morning. <laughs> Obviously, the shows are cool, but next to the the show, the best time of the day is when you wake up and everybody else is sleeping and <laughs> you just enjoy this this calm moment you know a few hours and then people start fucking you know coming in the front lounge and, and then you know it's mayhem again yeah understood so next section is talking about live shows um, so one of the things that you and I mentioned or that we talked about a couple weeks back uh, when we first tried to have the interview was you know my interview is set up as, as a set of questions from a metal fan right I'm not a musician. Yeah. I've never toured. I, I play guitar, but you know all these questions. I've always wondered, and some of my friends we wonder the same thing. We just never ask. So uh, that said, um, what's the most annoying question fans ask you? Ah shit, dude. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, most annoying question. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, when are you coming back next? Well. What you see sometimes is people asking like, 
uh, come to this city or this city and the, like the day before you were there so the guy's just not in touch to what's happening <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. like, come to New York, come to New York and then you see this post and he just played New York the day before like what the fuck dude? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So, um, so when you're playing, how do you continue playing in your normal rhythm if the sound goes out or messes up in the monitors or the PA system? How do you address that? Well, my best way to answer you is me uh, as a drummer. I, I have my own system. Like I'm self-sufficient, so I have my own, you know, track that's going on with the click, and I follow that. And so whatever happens, you know, I have my stuff. My stuff never is gonna stop, you know. But my guys, sometimes they can have problems with monitors. So me, I, I don't use a, a regular monitor. It's just directly in my ears. Uh, but my guys, when they have problem with uh, with their own monitors, then they just look at me <laughs> and they try to follow you. Because you never know, man. Sometimes the setup is quick. You, uh, you know, sometimes at the festivals, it's just like plug and play, and that's it, you know. Uh, yeah, so it, it's not easy. But like I'm saying, as a drummer, I, I, I'm the maestro kind of, so I need to, to keep it going. Right. Right now, you answered my question about using click tracks and triggers. Uh, but another question I have about live shows: How do you protect your hearing? Because it gets well, pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good question because half of my guys they're pretty much deaf by now. Like you just you just hey JF or hey Steph, what's up? And he's just the guy doesn't turn when he don't hear <laughs> shit. <laughs> they don't need like they're not that old. That's the thing. Um, well, me what I try to do is every time I go in the venue, whether we're playing or whether there's like bands playing or whatever, I always use my earplugs. And uh, when I play shows, I got in ears. So basically, this is cutting the sound off of the the stage. It's just like you know, 30 dBs less than what's going on, you know, around you. So I hear only my stuff right in my in ears. So I, what I put is my own drum mix, a click track, and the rest of the stuff going on. Okay. But my guys, they don't use earplugs, so I wonder how they do. And my, my, the worst thing is my singer Maurizio. He went to to this guy, a uh, audiologist. And the guy says, your ears are fine, bro. <laughs> keep it rocking them. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So how often does, let's say, Cataclysm, you're, you're now a full-time member of the band, right? So congratulations yeah. on that. So how often you. do you go through a full dress rehearsal? Oh, man, it depends. It really depends if there's new songs. Uh, it depends, like, the time we spend between each tour. Because the band now is half of the band lives in the U.S. Uh, JF, my guitar guy, lives in Texas. Uh, Maurizio lives in Chicago. Uh, me and my uh, bass player, we live still in uh, around Montreal. So, you know, when we need a rehearsal, we'll, we'll do one. But usually, you know, if it's a tour, uh, for example, the last US tour we did, we just went straight there. Because we played not so long before that. Um, so if you're still warm, you know, it's, it's fine. But if it's been like five months without touring, then you obviously need a rehearsal. So the guys, they come at my place. I have like a house in the woods, and we we practice there, and then we go back to uh, to the tour. And so for the next album, you know, we got a, a lot of stuff coming up. I'm gonna need a serious rehearsal for that, that's for sure. Okay, that's good. So when you're when you're having a rehearsal, like you're getting ready for tour, so how long is that rehearsal? Is it a couple hours? Is it an all day with breaks in between, or how does that work? Well, my guess what the ex what they're waiting for is usually you know the evening and the drinking and the good time. <laughs> so the rehearsal is really the, not the funniest part. So you know we, we check the problems and the songs, you know, and they just try to get comfy. Because usually what we do, you know, now with all this stuff like computers and shit, we can just you know rehearse by our own. 
uh, me, I play with my, my stuff in, you know, at home. Uh, all the songs with click tracks are already recorded, so I rehearse with that. So if I'm fine with that, then the guys, they just need to follow and if they practice at home then it's fine you know we do a few a few days like one hour one hour or two and that's it man we're good awesome awesome so uh, in terms of your practice regimen or routine how often do you practice alone uh, for, for instance I've, I've got to know a little bit you know Marco Miniman uh, and he had guy practices like several hours a day you know he's just yeah, yeah. that's his job so h- how do you do it uh, depends what I got lined up, you know, me, I take it as, you know, uh, you know, like MMA and training camps. Uh, if I have a tour, if uh, we have, for example, a studio session coming up, uh, well, we need to practice for this, you know. But as a drummer, you want to do more stuff than just blast beats, you know, and, and crazy stuff like that. So, you know, I was going to practice every day my own stuff, and then I try to add uh, the portion that's for the band, you know, like the songs, uh, the hardest part in some of the songs, the new material, some other stuff, you know. So on the new record, what we do is do pre-production on uh, all on computer, right? Yes. So all the drum tracks, they're already there, you know. I just need to learn them, basically. So what I do is I write all this stuff, and then sometimes I can't even play the stuff. So I need to basically learn it and then record it. So that's, I always put higher go high, higher standards with each album I do. I, I pretty much write what I have in my mind, and then I try to learn, you know, the the stuff, and then, you know, you know what I mean. Like some of the songs we we have on the next record are so crazy, man. I can't even play them right now. <laughs> I'm just like, why the fuck I wrote these tracks like that, you know? <laughs> but but man, it's like it's pushing me every time to become a better drummer, and and it's cool in a way, you know. And I don't let the skill uh, be a problem for the the music. So if I cannot play the part, well, I'm gonna have take some time to, to work the chops and then I'll get it at some point you know it's just a matter of time yeah you know um, I keep up with uh, someone you probably know very well Maynard Moore uh, who's that Maynard Maynard Moore from I'm not sure is it that guy from Naraxis or what yes Naraxis and, ah. and the plasma rifle oh okay well well he was in the band before I joined but I heard I think it was the original singer or something like that right yes that's correct ah. Uh, so one time I had a conversation with him, and this is just a side side note here. But I told him, all any kind of musician that I have heard, no matter what style of music from Canada, they're always, always, always top notch, always. And I thought, well, how is that possible? And so he explained to me a lot of times you're either into hockey or you're into snow stuff, you know, snow sports. Otherwise, you're in the house and you got to do something. He said, so we would just focus on the music. And so that just kind of brought that idea to mind. So that's pretty cool. Now, how often do you review and critique your own live recordings of drumming? Well, man, uh, on the last tour, our, our son had this digital board with, uh, with you know, this Pro Tools rig. So we could actually um, hear the, 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 the live stuff and we could see videos and stuff. So... So yeah, we try to do it as often as possible, and not only in the playing, you know, in the present, like stage present stuff like that, you know, like the whole package. We try to really, you know, we have to be always a step ahead, you know. So that's that's a you know a thing we do every every time we can, basically. Okay, cool. So what inspires you to continue to develop to develop new techniques and drumming patterns? 
Well, it's a good it's a good question. Basically, like I'm saying, the songs, the new songs, are always uh, a way to bring me to a, a higher level. Uh, but I'm not, you know, working only on you know blast beats and stuff like that. You know, like crazy metal chops. I'm I'm trying to bring uh, as a drummer, but uh, as a musician to the band, uh, other stuff than just you know the typical uh, drummer uh, repertoire of like chops and. You know what I mean? Yes. I try to, to bring funk, uh, I'm trying to bring Latin, I'm trying to bring all these these approaches to help, you know, the groove of the songs and stuff like that, to bring the band to, you know, on the rhythmic side, rhythmical side, try to bring the band in a, you know, more finesse and more um, subtleties, you know, like ghost notes, you know, on snare. This is a, a thing that's absent, you know, from, from Cataclysm. Uh, one reason why is because of the snare trigger we the band have been using you know forever you know the, the trademark the northern hyperblast you know you know what i'm saying yes i know what you're saying so on the new album i'm trying to you know have some songs that are going to use this stuff keep the trademark and other songs that are going to bring more nuances you know with the snare with you know more artic articulate you would say um so more like modern sound that's, that's why i'm trying to bring Okay, now let's talk about the different bands you're involved with, a few of them. Obviously, Cataclysm, they're your main focus, they seem to be your, your main profession right now. So have you learned the entire Cataclysm catalog? All the oh, songs? No, oh, no, there's no way, man. They have like, uh, well, I think they had 10 albums before I joined, so man, there's no way. Especially the older stuff is crazy, man. It was like, uh, like sorcery in, in these albums they were like no click track just mayhem and it's, it's even hard to hear what's going on so now man I, i'm learning what we need to do for the the tours and there's so much more stuff uh with the new albums like we're trying to push the new stuff obviously so it's it's a bit useless to for me to learn all this stuff you know i learn it if we need it you know and it's always good to have some songs in, in backup you know but i think even the guys they don't remember some of the riffs you know they wrote <laughs> man the band has been around forever it's almost 25 years by now you know so it's a lot of stuff you know so now we're really trying to, to focus on the future and you know obviously it's the fans they like the classics that's for sure so we always bring the classics back but yeah you're gonna see with the new album and it's gonna be something good good when you told me you were going to record i thought oh my gosh i can't wait to hear it so i'm excited uh now you've also worked with naraxis right yeah, uh, yeah and you recorded an album with them is that right yeah we recorded asylum was it 2011 if i'm not mistaken okay what was your favorite drum track from that title uh, i think it's the song purity it's um it's crazy man it's um you know, the, the main guy in this band was Rob Millie, uh, the guitar guy, uh, was was not, a, I think he was one of the original members, but um, he, he's a crazy guy, man, he has this, this approach, like, uh, he writes riffs and it's always odd time, odd time signature, like, crazy timing, um, I have to fucking write beats on top of that, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's not easy, so people are like, how oh, you come up with this crazy beat, I'm like, it's, in the end, I had to write something on top of the riff, you know, so it's, it, it came out to this. The, the guy's, you know, pulling something out of me, basically. Um, and uh, this song Purity is crazy, man. It's really cool. 
and um, I played it actually. I had a, I had to play for a Montreal Drum Festival, and I, I, we did the song live. And there's even a shuffle part in the songs. You know, it's, it's not there because I wanted to put a shuffle beat there. It's there because the song was calling for it. So, um, and you know, it's progressive metal. So, you know, you can. It, it's wide open. You can do pretty much whatever you you feel like, or whatever would sound good in the part. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. So how so, do you, yeah. So how did you come into contact with Belfagor? I um, mean, it's all about you know touring. You know, uh, on tour you play, you meet bands and stuff like that. So I got the kicks with, uh, with these other bands, Keep Us Kalesen and, and Belfagor. Basically, I was touring with my band at the time, the Raxis and. Uh, these other bands were in the package, and well, when they needed some guy, they, you know, you know the guy. You've been with the guy uh, like Helmut from Belfigor. I've been with the guy with for like a full month, so the guy knows you. He know he knows you can play the song. So then, at the time, he needed a guy to for a South American tour. So I said, well, no problem, man. So so I flew to Austria. We we rehearsed for a, a week there, and then we flew to was Brazil, and. Um, yeah, we did a few shows. Uh, it was like two, three weeks, and it was crazy, man. Yes, yes, I, I bet it was. Uh, so personally, uh, what what was your life like as a teenager? Ah, uh, dude, I was really, really quiet, man. Like all these my friends around were getting nuts on the Fridays, Saturdays, and stuff like that. I was trying to practice, man. Get get serious. I knew at some point it would pay off. I didn't know when, you know, but I knew it would happen at some point. So. I was always a bit more disciplined, you know, some guys on the last tour, they asked me, dude, were you ever in the military? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it, it's something, you know, it's still good to party and, you know, chill out sometimes, but in the end, as a drummer in this style of music, you need to, to be really on top of your stuff. There's no room for uh, uh, clumsiness or, you know, making fuck-ups, you know, when you're on a click track, if you miss a beat, you know, or you, you, you miss a part, it's the whole song goes to... You know, it's, it's it's done. You know, the, <laughs> the band they turn around and they look at you and they you just fucked. You know, so basically, you need to be on top of your stuff. So the first thing I do is, you know, I practice a lot and not not as much metal as as now. You know, now I need to be really sharp on this, this stuff. So you need the endurance, you need the stamina, you need uh, the speed, all this stuff. I, I practice more like punk rock stuff like that, alternative rock. You know. My my favorite bands at the time were and still our favorite like Alison Chains like Perfect Circle Soundgarden. I listened to more more to this than extreme stuff really. Right. So what's your favorite Soundgarden release? Uh, for me, it was Super Unknown man. Not the song Super Unknown, but every other song on that record. Just man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I listened to that CD so much, man. I just. It, the, the, the CD drive couldn't read the thing anymore. Wow, that's amazing. So, uh, do you have a favorite sport? Uh, yeah, um, it's actually uh, it's MMA. I, I don't know if you call it a sport or just a barbarian thing, but uh, yeah, the MMA I, I think would be um, the coolest thing because it's always amazing, even when it's boring you know, compared to these things like baseball and uh, hockey and stuff like that. Even if I'm, I shouldn't talk against hockey because I'm from Montreal. Uh, it's still MMA all the way, man. Okay, so uh, what is your favorite meal? Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, we have weird questions today. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll go to the next one. We'll go to the next <laughs> no, one. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, 
good meal, uh, man. I try not to eat too much meat, uh, if possible. Sometimes chickens, no problem. But uh, I don't know some Lebanese food, man. Like shishtaok. <laughs> Anytime, man. You don't have breakfast, no problem. Cool. So, what was the one song or band that you heard that made you want to play metal in a band live? Oh shit. Um, Is that a weird question? <laughs> no. No, well, when I, I thought, like, the first time, uh, the first time I saw Timo Borger, I think, I was like, this shit is insane, man. I was, like, 17, I was like, dude, this is too fast, man. It's like, I, I'd never want to become an extreme drummer like that. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff I, I, I had to play, you know. <laughs> it's basically, man, it's like, there's not, not many bands that are doing well. It, I mean, out of every band out there, how many of them are touring and actively, you know, doing albums and stuff like that? Not many, you know? So when I saw the spot for Neraxis back in the days, I was, you know, I was talking with my brother at the time. I was like, dude, you should take this, you know, you should do it, you know? I was like, dude, there's no way I can play that. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it's, you know, all the up times and the crazy beats and stuff like that. There's so many stuff you need to remember. and. You always have to think, you know. It's like, no man, do it, and you, you'll see. And you see what happened in the end. I played with the Neraxis, then I joined these, uh, well, I toured with other bands, and then I ended up with, with the, the coolest band I could find is, is Cataclysm. So it's crazy, man, how it goes. You never know, man, where you're going to end up, you know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So last section is about your gear and equipment. Uh, so, do you ever play any native percussion instruments, like from other countries, like the uh, Brazilian Cerdo or the Cuban Timbales or African Djembe? Because you were talking about exploring your Latin or, or a Latin influence. Did any of these instruments come into play? Um, well, what I did um, for two months, I had the percussion uh, a gig as a percussionist on uh, cruise ships. Uh, it was from uh, Canada to Alaska. Um, so basically, you know, I did the audition as drummer for that, and I was j just to see what the audition would be like, you know. So they asked for sight reading and all these, you know, nerdy stuff. And I just went there just to see, man. I knew it, it wouldn't work. But then at the end of the interview, they were like, okay, and you do percussions too. Uh, I was like, well, I guess, you know, every drummer can, you know tap a beat or something like something like that and in the end i said all right man yeah i can do percussions and you know the next thing you know they call me one week after that they're like dude you uh, you're taking the plane in two days and we need you <laughs> i was like holy fuck man. so i had to run at the store get all these guiros uh, shakers and uh, you know maracas uh, eggs you know <laughs> i had to get all the luggage full of that just to and I had to learn on top of everything. So I had to work my congas, uh, you know, guiros, triangles, you know. It looks stupid, but, you know, the guiro, the fish, you know. The yes. <laughs> it's, it's actually hard to have a to sound good with that. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I played a bit of that, and I, I enjoyed it for what it was. But, you know, basically it was only, like, covers, like, Lady in the Red. And, you know, the coolest song was Santana, so... Yeah, I try to enjoy as much as I could, despite the, the style of music, you know. Yeah, I hear you. So, uh, do you ever use any uh, marching band snare or tom drums in your recordings? Um, no, uh, but I think there's a part in the next uh, album that we want to bring something like this. I cannot tell much about it yet, but 
we want to bring something epic for one of the songs like that, yeah. Very cool, very cool. You know, you're talking about your experience with Latin music. I had the privilege of interviewing uh, Kiko Laureiro uh, from Brazil. Uh, okay. Awesome guitarist, and I think you two would sound great together collaborating mm -hmm. on a project, so I'll, I'll leave that with you. So uh, let me go ahead and stop the recording, and I'll be right back. All right.